Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson, and it is game week finally here for Missouri Eight Man Football. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Jamborees that last Friday. Not a whole lot, though. I know they're glorified practices. You only take so much from those, but I do want to touch base on a couple of things that I saw in the Jamborees. But overall, I want to talk a lot about the media poll that just came out this morning, as well as just week one a little bit. I'll do. This be a shorter podcast. I'll do a longer podcast later in the week uh, to preview week one, but it's game week. We're here, and I'm really excited to see what goes down here. Okay, we'll go start with the Jamborees real quick. Just take a look at those. Um, of course, Appleton City, they hosted Archie, Osceola, Rich Hill. That game, that Jamboree actually took place in Clinton, Missouri. We had that. I didn't hear a whole lot out, out of that Jamboree from a lot of the teams, but it sounds like everyone came away healthy. Um, and some things to work on from the coach that I heard from that one, but uh, a couple of young teams in that one. It should be a lot of interest to see what happens there. Again, I only got some information on these Jamborees, not a whole bunch. Um, go to the Jamboree that I was at, Bramer's Jamboree with Bramer, Norbert Harden Central, Oric, and Southwest. Uh, first of all, uh, speaking of uh, the Aggies of Norbert Harden Central, the team I saw at team camp at Archie, now to the Jamboree about, uh, about a month apart or so. The improvement that I've seen out of that team just in the offseason is pretty dramatic. Um, I wasn't that impressed with them at the Archie team camp. They looked much better um, in this jamboree. We were able to put some points up on the board. Had a little more speed on the outside. Um, I don't know if I have... See. No, I do not see the program I took um, that I had from that jamboree. But it doesn't really matter. I think it's... Um, Anakin Grayson and the Ferguson kid both showed some pretty good speed. Um, as did the Kelton Gordon, I believe is his name, at running back. And they're also going to have Braden Schick, come, Schick coming back. Um, one kid that I kept getting wrong on the broadcast, I apologize, Kobe Gibson, their quarterback. I kept calling him Schick for some reason. I don't know what was clicking in my brain on that, so I apologize for that. But he played decent. Um, good size up front. They're going to be a little better than I thought they were this year. Uh, so I went back and adjusted a couple things from this year. I think they're going to be a little better than I had previously kind of assumed with them. Uh, Bramer, a really young team, only one or two seniors, I believe, but a lot of freshmen and sophomores who are contributing right now that I was really impressed with. I like their quarterback. I believe he's only a freshman. Um, he played pretty well, a couple of running backs. Um, showed a little more athletic, a little more burst than Bramer's had in the past few years since they joined eight-man. So I think the future is bright for them this year. I'm not sure how many games are going to win this year. But you can tell they're getting there. They're not going to be the team you just run over every week like they have been in the past. They're going to be able to push back a little bit. Now, their first session versus Oric was a little rough, uh, just procedural things, getting the snap down, um, just some routine blocks like that. They really struggled with Oric against that. But the next two sessions versus the Aggies and versus Southwest, they really settled in and actually won the session versus Southwest and barely lost the session versus Norman Harden Central. They looked much better later in the day. You could tell that development from the first snap to the 36th snap was just huge on offense. Defensively, they started to improve a little bit as well. Um, so I like what Bramer's the progress they're heading towards. Um, Southwest Livingston, um, I've said this to everybody I've talked to about this jamboree. Owen H and Glenn Holt look like absolute monsters up front still. Um, you guys probably saw me post Owen H's block on the kick out in the quarterback counter. Um, very well done. He's one of the best pulling guards you're going to have in eight-man. 
Very good player. He's playing defensive end this year. I saw them playing of the four-man front uh, with Aish on the outside, Holt and Kelchin in the middle. I think Singer was on the other defensive end for him, Tucker. Um, so their D-line is actually pretty decent. The thing that I'm going to worry about with them, only one senior. I think it's six juniors and then eight sophomores and ten freshmen or flip-flop last two. You know, they got 18 underclassmen. Most of their rosters freshmen and sophomores. Most of their skill guys are freshmen and sophomores. I think Singer, who's a junior, um, is one of their is their running back. But other than that, they're very, very green in the skill position players. Um, so they'll have some time to work with some stuff. They might be able to put some points on the board a little bit just based on um, the blocking up front. The little Hughes kid, Will, does a good job with the one cut and kind of go. He's not as shifty as his brother Wes was, but – He's a nice little athlete. He's got some things to fix, but he's only a sophomore, so he's got time to develop a little bit. Um, he did a couple of nice things developmental-wise there at the Jamboree, but they're going to struggle a bit on defense. They don't have the team speed they had last year, and maybe those kids are just as fast or have some speed, but they don't play with the same instincts and a sh- like positive, like, this is what I'm saying, this is where I need to go instincts with everything they don't, their play speed is not fast yet and that'll come with reps and with age so maybe by the end of the year they're getting there for it but they played slow in the back end from what i kind of saw uh really beat on some play action passes i know a lot of that can be fixed just things i noticed early on with southwest that they need to kind of tighten up a little bit and it's not easy playing ea week one had to tighten those things up so we'll see how that goes for them uh they struggled defensively in that jamboree i think they allowed 60-some points in 36 plays. That's not a good ratio there. A lot of big plays they gave up. And it's a little skewed because it's Jamboree. They started the 25 and went in. We're using both sides of the field. So there's a lot of points scored um, with that just because there's only 25 yards to go instead of 65. But this point still stands. They were giving up quite a few big plays in that regard as well. And then finally, Oric. They were down two starters. Um, Milo, Nay. I think it's Milo. Maybe Milo. Um, Nay, who plays fullback for him, and then Xander Stevenson, who's an end and defensive backs. They're missing two of their eight starters, um, but Blake Buchanan was the best player there. Jackson Miller was the best defensive player there um, for him. So you have two best players at the Jamboree. You're going to look pretty decent out there. Um, they're still figuring some things out offensively. I think just everybody makes sure they know where their blocks are. Some of your guys know exactly where they're supposed to go run the ball. Stuff like that, which I think they'll develop as the year goes on. They do have Lutheran in week one, so stuff you want to really click on early, but I like the way they were flying around a little bit, and they just got athletes, so it should be interesting to see how Oric looks the rest of the year. And you guys can see all those highlights um, on our Facebook page. Also, you can see the full Jamboree broadcast on our YouTube page, uh, Missouri 8-Man Football on YouTube. Go subscribe, like that channel. I'll be posting all of the uh, broadcasts to the YouTube um, afterwards, archiving them there, um, just in case the Facebook Live, we had some bad internet connection there at Bramer. Um, so if the internet connection is not great, then you might not be able to see the broadcast live, but I'm going to try to put that on YouTube as soon as I can that night. So if you guys want to watch the broadcast on YouTube, you can afterwards. So something to keep an eye on going forward with that, but we'll see. Uh, next one, Concordia, Northland Christian, St. Paul Lutheran, and Santa Fe. Uh, Con- Lutheran was the best team there. The other three teams, Young, just had some things to work out a little bit, um, pretty much what I'm seeing. But based on what I've heard from a lot of the coaches that were there, 
They're showing progress. Santa Fe improved quite a bit from the archery team camp to here as well. Northland Christian has some good speed, especially Burks there in the backfield, but they're trying to figure out some things around him as well to get him in the best position to make big plays because that's what he's really good at. And Concordia is still trying to find their way a little bit um, with an identity a little bit from what I heard. So we'll see how those teams kind of shape up, but St. Paul Lutheran apparently did look uh, pretty good over there. Now, the Jamboree that um, Anthony went to, EA's Jamboree, East Atchison hosting LeBlanc, Nawi Valley, and Rockport. Um, EA was the best team there. Apparently, they looked really good, especially defensively. Um, Bishop LeBlanc missing their quarterback, Gardner, and a couple other key starters, I believe, uh, due to some other issues. They weren't able to participate in the Jamboree. They'll be back next week, and they're going to need them versus Pattonsburg. So, couldn't take a whole lot away from LeBlanc. I heard they struggled the block a little bit up front. I think part of that is missing a couple of starters. Part of that is missing their quarterback, so you can't have the threat to pass a little bit. And teams kind of cheat against the run. So, I'm not sure. We weren't sure how much we could take away from LeBlanc from the Jamboree. They just you know, they have things to work on, and they might, they're not very deep with guys they can kind of count on for certain roles. So, they're going to be really dependent on non injuries. I know a lot of teams are dependent on being healthy, but they might just be an extra dependent in that situation. Um, not only Valley, uh, based on everything I've heard from over there, I went to the, um, meet the thunder event there Saturday in Skidmore, Missouri actually helped set up a little bit of it as well. Everything I heard from the Valley was they looked pretty decent. Um, whether it was from here from Anthony here from people over there that they actually were able to show a couple of things. They got some athletes. They got Bohannon at quarterback. He's a good athlete. Um, he actually wanted to play receiver, but they needed a quarterback and, between Hunter Dawson and Dawson Fast is going to drive me crazy this year trying to get those two mixed apart. Um, they got some good athletes on the outside. They got beef up front with James Graham and James Herr. So I think it's James Graham. That was last name's Graham. Anyway, they got plenty of size up front. Um, and there's, I think the that co-op over there is rejuvenating both of those communities a little bit. The old co-op's gotten a bit stale. But I said earlier they had 30 kids out. They're up to 34 kids out. They're actually ordering more uniforms um, so they can have enough, all the kids have a jersey and everything. So it's a good problem to have at this point. I think that it's this co-op has rejuvenated both these programs a little bit into one. And I like what I'm seeing there, the Thunder. So a team maybe to look an eye on that maybe we thought early in the year, maybe bottom half of 275, they might be able to sneak their way into the top half. And then Rockport, um, Philip Heron, apparently looks pretty good at running back. The Burke kid is back there at quarterback. Um, I heard they struggled a bit, though, offensively and defensively against Nauai Valley and some other teams over there, so they might be a work in progress. Colton Stevens was not playing. He makes a big difference for them as well, so I took that with a grain of salt. Um, but I backpedaled a little bit on them from when I had him earlier in the year based on what I heard a little bit over there at Rockport. Uh, Keysville, Knox County, North Shelby, I heard nothing from that jamboree, so I can't tell you a whole lot. Uh, Liberal, Greenfield, Jasper, Lockwood, um, from everything I heard, things went pretty well. Um, teams based on what I was told by some of the coaches stayed healthy. No, it's work on a little bit. Now one coach was like, Hey, we've got to be a little more conditioned. I, I'm like, yeah, it's August. It's early, but we gotta be in that condition a little bit. Eight man's a little bit different than 11 man. A couple of those teams coming down. So we'll see how those teams kind of go. Um, Platte Valley, DeKalb, North Andrew, Pattonsburg over at Barnard. Um, North Andrew was pretty much the best team there. Platte Valley, a lot of kids out. They're still figuring things out with a new coach. Pattonsburg had some explosive plays there on offense. You kind of knew they would with uh, Zane Reed and Langfitt and company still doing some. Um, and based on what I heard a little bit, their defense may be a little more improved, but they're playing the gauntlet of the GRC. So I this earlier, this might be a team that is better than the record states by the end of the year. And the DeKalb, 
super young, not a whole lot of kids out. Might be a rough year. Um, and then finally, the final jamboree, Worth County, Albany, King City, Stanbury. I went and watched the Albany TV um, feed of this, and I just saw athletes everywhere. A um, couple of early notes, Reinhardt and Gladstone both look really good for Worth County. Uh, the height shoe kid gets some explosiveness out of the backfield, Casaval. So they got some good backs. They don't have the usual size up front that you think and kind of correlate with Worth County, but they'll still be fine in that regard. Um, and they look a little better defensively than we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, for Albany, Truman Reynolds. Truman Reynolds is a heck of a middle linebacker and a pretty good center as well. Um, Kirby Stevens really good up front. Uh, Kemper had a long run against King City that would have set him up first and goal at the one, but the varsity session ended right there, so it was kind of tough for him at that point. But they showed some good things there against King City. Um, and they just got they got some dudes that are gonna be well coached. Albany might be a team that I'm sleeping on a little bit too much going into the year. I think they're gonna be really good. I just don't know where to peg them in the two in the GRC. Uh, King City looked a little bit lethargic. I think part of it was because Wells was off a little bit in the passing game. So they were able to key on Muff a little bit more. Um, but we'll see. I think they'll be fine this year. I still have them. Uh, we'll get to the media rankings here in a minute, but I still have them very high on that. Uh, so King City, just going up against the other GRC powers, they know what they have to work on a little bit now and just some certain things that can get Muff kind of up and running a little bit, but they should be fine. And then finally, Stanberry. You could just tell they have athletes everywhere. And Austin Colvin, I watched that jamboree. And, uh, the first three or four plays against Worth County, he was in the backfield three to five yards every play. Off the snap, Colvin was in the backfield. He was at least getting one big paw on the running back, slowing him down and finishing off the tackle later or whatever it may be. But he was very disruptive again and again on that defensive line. He's going to be just hard to block all year long. Uh, I know Tyler's way back had a sack. Austin's way back looked good. Mardick, uh, I'm trying to think who else is on that defense. Sheber looks pretty decent. They just got guys across the board there that are as athletes, and that just really shows up on the screen. Like, okay, they got dudes all over that field. Offensively, they're going to be fine. They're going to be pretty good there as well. Low-scoring jamboree, but it's four good teams who know how to play defense, so the scoring is going to be a little bit lower in the situations. Uh, Senior Christian's jamboree got canceled on Thursday or Friday, I believe. Uh, Stewartsville had to pull out. Uh, they didn't have enough uh, kids to be comfortable going to the Jamboree. And stay, if they were had an injury or two, it would really hurt them for week one versus Naomi Valley. So they just had to pull out. So Casey East Christian also and Stuart and St. Joe Christian decided just to nix the Jamboree and not have anything at all. So those three teams, along with Drexel, Mound City, Hughesville, uh, Skyler, and South Holt, did not participate in the Jamboree. So don't have a whole lot on them. But that's what we kind of have this year. Hope you guys also checked out on the – MoyManCoaches.com website. I put a season preview up there with the help of Jeremy Benson. Um, for my thoughts on the upcoming season, I know a lot of people have already read that. Um, but if you have any questions of how I think of certain teams, I left a little snippet on everyone there. It's a pretty easy read. So if you just want to see a certain conference, I have it uh, divided out by conference a little bit on there. It's really simple. It's over 4,000 words, but it reads pretty easy. Uh, I try to keep it short and sweet for each one of the teams. It says, hey, this is some guys you can look out for. This is what I kind of think the team could do. Stuff like that. Kept it easy flowing. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to discuss the media poll and what that means going forward. And welcome back to Straight Up Sports. Devin Albertson here for Straight Up Sports, Missouri 8-Man Football. All of the above there. 
Um, as the media poll is out, as of 8 o'clock this morning, I just posted it a little bit ago, um, but I had the results before, so I can talk about it and then post this in the morning. So hope you guys enjoy this uh, to start off your morning. Uh, we'll just run through the top 10. Um, Stanberry, number one, received two first place votes, 71 total votes out of a possible 80. Uh, King City, three first place votes, the most of any team, but finished with 65 total points. Drexel finished third with 58 points. North Shelby finished fourth with 43. Oric, one first place vote, 42 total points. Uh, North Andrew, one first place vote, 41 total points. Um, East Atchison, 40 total points. So they had Worth County finishing eighth with 24 points. Archie, ninth with 12 points. Southwest Livingston with one first place vote, getting 10 points. Um, that was your top 10. Northwest Hughesville and South Holt both received nine. Bishop Blonde, eight. Lockwood, six. Then Knox County and Mount City both receiving uh, one point there as well. So the way the voting kind of works with this, you get 10 points for a first place vote, nine for a second, eight for a third, and so on all the way on 10. 10th place, you would get one vote for that. So that's how like, the voting kind of works there. <clears throat> so the most possible points a team can earn is 80 if they get eight first place votes. Sam Ray the most with 71. Um, so my kind of thoughts on this, um, King City and Stanbury were pretty much the clear cut one and two, looking at everybody's kind of rankings. Uh, Stanbury for sure, one or two in almost every poll, but one, I think they got one third place and a fourth. Okay, so they were top four and everything. King City fluctuated a little bit more. They had a couple of fifth and sixth place votes, but mainly in the top two. Uh, Drexel, they were pretty consistent across the board and being top – at least top five in everyone but one poll. One poll they were um, a little bit lower down at eight. So that's where Drexel was kind of at in their rankings. North Shelby. Then there's a little stretch of four teams here, which I thought were kind of hard to rank. North Shelby, Oric, North Andrew, EA, all within 43 to 40 points, all within one point of each other, all the way through four points total between the four teams there as they went down there. With Oric and North Andrew both receiving actually one first place vote. Um so that's, I thought that was very interesting how close those four teams were together. Um, I'll let you know how I ranked them in just a minute. Uh, Worth County at eight. Um, pretty good little spot for Worth County there. Archie at nine was able to sneak in there with 12 points. Um, and then Southwest Livingston there, only one first place vote got him 10 points and got him into the top 10. So that's how they were able to get in there. And then Hughesville and South Holt were both very close. Um, it could make some noises next week and possibly get in the top 10 in week two. Okay, so we'll go through what I had for my top ten. I can't speak of anybody else's. I'm going to keep them anonymous unless they want to release what they did. But my top ten, I had King City 1, Stanbury 2. I was razor thin to put Stanbury 1. It's 1A, 1B, in my opinion, of those two teams. I did have Drexel 3, East Atchison I had at 4, and Oric at 5, North Shelby 6. I actually had Worth County at 7, Northwest Hughesville at 8, North Andrew at 9, and Archie at 10. That was my top 10 personally. <clears throat> so I had 9 of the top 10 in the media poll were actually in my poll. The only one who didn't make it was Hughesville, who was just on the outside looking in behind Southwest. So felt pretty good about that. And looking, so as I talk about those four teams that were close, with North Shelby, Oric, North Andrew, East Addison, I ranked them EA, Oric, North Shelby, a little bit of a gap, then North Andrews, how I put them in my top 10 to start the year. So we'll see how that kind of goes uh, with it this year. And we do have um, two top 10 matchups here to start the year. Uh, the game that I'm going to, number six, North Andrew, at number two, King City. 
And then number 10, Southwest Livingston hosting number seven, East Atchison, um, over there in Ludlow. So very interesting with two top 10 matchups. I believe Anthony is going to go to Worth County, who's number eight in the state, at South Hold, who's just on the outside looking in. Almost had another uh, top 10 matchup there, just one voting point off pretty much from putting South Holt in the top 10. And I've considered South Holt for my 10th spot. I ended up going with Archie, though. Um, also, I considered St. Paul Lutheran. I know they got no votes in the top 10. Um, I think they're a very close borderline team. I really considered putting them there over Archie. I thought it was very, very close to those two teams in that last spot for me personally for how we were going to do that top 10. So that's a little breakdown of the poll a little bit. Um, Stanbury, their biggest – Test early in the year, they'll have week two, Albany, and week three, they will have um, King City. So, week one, they got Appleton City, but then after that, it kind of picks up for them uh, going forward. Let me see what everyone kind of looks like. King City, uh, pretty tough start to the year here, week one, hosting North Andrew. And they get to Cab, Stanbury, Pattonsburg, Worth County. So, the first five weeks, if they can go four and one, <coughs> three and two is probably the floor, I would think. But we'll see what happens with them. Uh, their end of their schedule opens up a little bit more with Rockport, Skyler, at Albany, at Senior Christian. So King City's going to hit the mouth early. they got to be able to respond to that. Uh, Drexel, I think their first big test, eh, big, I'm not sure. They Concordia at Appleton City, Liberal at Ridge Hill, at Osceola, then versus Archie Week 6 might be a game to look at. Uh, Greenfield Week 7, Jasper Week 8. At Lutheran Week Nine, so their last four games could be pretty interesting to see where Drexel's kind of at. But they're going to rack up some wins, I think, here early in the season. Uh, North Shelby, with them going playing at Maysville for a 11-man game, very interesting Week One. Then versus Northwest Hughesville in Week Two, two huge games for them to start the year. Then they get Norborn, Skyler, um, Knox at Keithville. Then they have two games there, Week Seven and Eight at Stanberry versus Oric. Huge in their schedule. So, you got two games tough. Two games later, they end the year with Bramer. Uh, so, North Shelby, we'll know a little bit of them early on if they can fluctuate in the polls, meet some huge statement wins early in this one. Same thing with Northwest Hughesville, who, by the way, at Bramer start week one. Then the next two weeks after that, at North Shelby versus St. Paul Lutheran, they could really make a statement in the first three weeks and vault themselves in the top 10. Could be huge for that program. Same thing with St. Paul Lutheran. Um, Starting the year at Oric, then Bramer at home, and then at Northwest Hughesville. Those first three weeks are key for them as well. Um, and then down the stretch, they got, they got Lockwood at Knox, and then versus Drexel to end the season. So they got a few big stretches here early and late that they could really catapult themselves into the top 10. And South Holt, their schedule is always tough. I mean, versus Worth County, versus Southwest at EA to start the year. In the past, it's been one of the toughest schedules to start the year. And I think if they can come out of that schedule its first three weeks, two and one, they'll be in the top ten. I mean, that's what it is kind of deal. If they can beat either Worth County or EA, I think they'll beat Southwest. But if they can beat Worth County or EA to start the year, that would really help them make a case for that top ten. Going forward, uh, North Andrew, I didn't talk about them yet in this top ten. <clears throat> their first two weeks are at King City versus LeBlond. Two teams are either in the top one number two, the other one just outside the top ten. Um, big weeks for them coming in here early in the season. Bishop LeBlanc, they want to get in. They have to beat Pattonsburg and North Angeles the first two weeks to kind of show themselves as well. <clears throat> so 
two big games here for the Golden Eagle to start the season. Uh, Lockwood, team that I consider putting in the top ten. I want to see them prove it a little bit first. Um, they have Pierce City. They got Jasper at Rich Hill versus Appleton. So there's some winnable games there early on. They got St. Paul Lutheran and Archie, probably the best two teams in our schedule. Um, that's week seven and eight. So we'll see what happens. They're going to have some time to prove themselves a little bit and rack up some wins to get into that top ten. Mound City, uh, not a whole lot of love in the poll this year. Only one voter put them at the ten spot. Um, starting the year, Platte Valley and Stewartsville, they'll get a couple of wins here, I think, early on. Then at Albany versus Southwest, at Nottoway Valley, at EA versus South Holt. That little stretch there between week three and s- three and seven kind of is a big statement for Mound City to kind of see where they're at this season in regards to everybody else. Knox County, uh, Skyler, Northern Central, Northland Christian. So they got some chance to get some wins here early. And they have a stretch, but they have Hughesville and, and North Shelby in the middle of their schedule. They'll have to, a couple tests. And they have also Lutheran in week eight. So we'll see how it goes. Um, it has a very hard poll to do to start of the year. 16 teams received votes. I was considering about 18. Um, two teams that I were cons- was considering that didn't get any love. Lutheran, I guess three teams. Uh, Lutheran, Albany, and Jasper. All teams that I consider that didn't just didn't quite make the cut for me. And apparently didn't make the cut for anybody else as well. But three teams who I'm keeping an eye on later in the year. The final thing I'll end on here for this podcast, a little recap of the Jamborees, look at the preseason poll. Um, is I am going to do a pick this year for uh, Missouri 8-Man football. So if you want to be involved in that, I'm going to post um, kind of the schedule a little bit. And you need to send me your picks by Thursday at noon is what I'll put the cutoff at, just so I can have them and have them in the system a little bit, especially if there's any Thursday games this year uh, later in the season. That way I can have them in. I'll probably be a little lenient, but I want them in by Thursday at noon that way. I know I have them all. I can put them all in the system, and then we can kind of see as the year goes on um, how many games you get right, how many games you get wrong. I'll tally them up. I have a spreadsheet made out for it already because I'm a loser. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Also, so everyone will have their pick and then also I'm going to put out Twitter polls each week so people on Twitter can vote a little bit, and whoever gets the majority of the votes, that will be their pick for this week. So say if – Oric South, South St. Paul Lutheran, it's a 51% Oric. Oric would get the Twitter vote. So that's how I'm going to kind of do that a little bit. So we're going to be able to see everybody against each other, but also against Twitter, which is the general consensus around the state kind of deal with some games. So I think it'd be pretty interesting to do it that way. And uh, let me go know if you guys want to do that. I know a lot of people have already said they want to. So I think I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I already have about 16 names here listed down, including myself, um, I believe, who wants to kind of do this. So I already have your guys' names in there, but I still want you guys to send me um, your picks for the week kind of deal. So we'll see how it goes. should be a lot of fun uh, to see how everybody votes against each other. Uh, I think a lot of the games will still be pretty easy to vote for. I mean, some game, I mean, Stanbury, Appleton City, everyone's a big Stanbury kind of deal. So we'll kind of kind of see how it goes with that going forward so that's all i got for you guys pretty short episode any questions hit me up on twitter either at devin albertson or or at mo eight man football um also on facebook we're there as well the countdown's almost over for the season fellas um and ladies we are at day four away it's monday it is game week and we are here media pulls out the pick out 
The games are ready to go. Everyone's prepping for Friday night. Let's get it. Everyone have a good rest of your uh, week, and we'll have a preview show out probably Thursday morning. So you guys can listen to that while I'll go through all my picks for the week. So you guys enjoy that and have a good rest of your week here on Straight Up Sports. Mm-hmm.